Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't more already disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is old Bushel Britches himself, Jacob. Wow, okay, that's a deep one right there. All right, why thank you and let you introduce our co-host, a man who is doing his royal duty by collecting taxes for the king. Welcome, Drew. We both went with the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> yes, what, does that, <laughs> what does that tell you about our way of thinking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How are you doing today, man, Jacob? Man, I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, kind of an interesting story today. Uh, kind of not brag on a co-worker, but a, a guy I've known for many years. Uh, he, he walked into the work, and I can see him from a distance. He clocks in, goes to his business. Well, I clock out you know, at my time, which is four, and be around the corner where the chips are, mm-hmm. and there he is standing, and I turn around. He's got a black eye. I'm like, okay, did he get in a fight? Did he fall or something? And I asked him, be like, hey, uh, I'm not going to use his name because I don't want to you know, embarrass him or whatever. For yeah, whatever. heaven help you if he's listening to this and doesn't want to be known. No, but <laughs> yeah, so it'd be like, it's like, yeah, what's going on? Be like, yeah, what's what's wrong with your eye? It's like, yeah, he, he starts to explain it. It's like, yeah, I, I, was on a, I was on a roof. I was trying to, he was doing something on a roof. And apparently he was wearing like worn out shoes. And the next thing he knows, he stumbles, he loses his footing and falls face first into the ground. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. I can see how that would give you a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was only a one-story building. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Yeah, definitely do praying for that you get that, that healed pretty good because apparently he had to go home because <laughs> it was too much pain. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, my day's been... Tuesdays are relatively slow in the grocery mm-hmm. industry. Even so, during the middle of a yeah, crisis. Yeah, pandemic, what have you. But it was, it'd be like you would have, you know, waves. It'd be like you'd be busy, slow, and be slow for, you know, no, like like hour, like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it would pick up and it, you're, you're, dealing, you're dealing with personal dramas all day. Or people telling you about what their their life story and be like you, you probably experienced that when working at uh, where you previously worked. Yes, where I previously worked. Yes, um, not where I currently work now because, <laughs> well, I don't speak Spanish. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's 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 been my that has been my week so far. Uh, how's your week been? Oh, my week's been good so far. Um, it's. <laughs> So this job that we've been working on for the past month yeah. that has given me so much headache just because of how weird it is, it looks like it might actually be going through, but we'll see. Really? Yeah, we might have gotten a PO. I don't know. But anyway. Hey, there we go. So there's that and you know, nothing, nothing else really. I mean, it's been a... 
with the virus, it's everything is kind of slowed down, but also strangely enough, not much has changed. Okay. Not as it it, does, it feels like we're kind of back to where we were before. Yeah, kind of back to normalcy. Yeah. Except we're all still walking around in masks. True. So, yeah. That's how it is where I'm working. So Okay, yeah. It's, and that's it, pretty much my week cuz yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what like, you know, where I work. Um when it, when I first came through, you know, that I, I work at a grocery store and uh be like we got slammed so hard with like everybody buying everything it was mm-hmm. it was very similar to when i started back in 2001 with 911 and uh it was it was very similar similar to that but be like after a month or so everything's calmed down and people are be like people are coming in buying things obviously people are wearing masks and uh people are kind of be like you need to wear a mask it's like well be like uh, the CDC says it's a requirement, and our our company says you can wear a mask if you want to. If you don't want to, you're perfectly within your right not to. So I don't wear a mask. All right. Well, I do have one question though before we move on. Right. What's do you that? have toilet paper yet? Oh, plenty. No, I don't mean you. Oh. I mean this where you work. <laughs> yes, they have toilet paper. I may be making a visit by your place to place of business tomorrow. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> because I'm low. Okay. <laughs> So so, uh, so, I, so I will make a, uh, a no. A, you don't have to hide one for me. <laughs> as much as I'd appreciate that, you don't have to hide one. That's fine. <laughs> I, I I can I can hold one up front front for you. There's no that's there's no need. I will fight for it with everybody else. Okay, fine then. And if not, I still have the method I was using beforehand. I don't know what that is. You don't want to know. <laughs> no. What that is. <laughs> guy. So moving right uh, along. Yes, Jacob. What <laughs> have you been watching? All right, so I've been watch. I just finished watching uh, Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. on a DVD, and that is a beautiful series. Uh, it's an anime, by the way, for those who don't know what uh, Cowboy Bebop is. It's a classic. Too. Yeah, it's it's a classic. Came out in like the late nineties. Especially watch it if you like jazz, because the oh, entire yeah. soundtrack is jazz. Yeah, jazz and American music, and it's it's an anime. Oh. It's not American music. It's American styled music. Yeah, it's written by a Japanese woman. True, or and performed by her band. Yeah, I know too much. Yeah, sorry, I am interrupting you again. No, Continue. no, no. That, yeah. So, like, you're you're opening in this this entire the the opening uh, scene in Cowboy Bob Tank, which like, anybody who's watched is amazing or uh, real funk, uh, real funk blues. Be like just. Classic songs, classic characters, classic uh, storytelling. Uh, just done very well and just Sorry. point A. Point A. <laughs> uh, so I was just underlying what you were saying. Yes. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable show that I would highly recommend it be like if you're not an anime anime fan or not. Uh, and you don't have to fully understand everything that's you know culturally or anything it's it's just a fun story and i just i enjoy the movie i enjoy it be like that's why i have it on dvd uh i would probably enjoy it probably at some point getting a blu-ray uh i think i've got it on blu-ray ah. it is a good transfer okay but yeah that's what i'm watching what have you been watching well, uh, animation-wise, I have not watched a whole lot, simply because things haven't been that nice. I've been wanting to watch other things, Yeah, you know? So I'm watching through some Doctor Who, trying to get caught up on the last season that 
aired earlier this year. And I sorted and started working through my grandpa's uh, oh, yeah. John Wayne collection <laughs> that oh. I inherited. Uh, I watched all. the first uh, movie. I'm watching them chronologically. Yeah. Uh, so the first one I watched was his was his. Uh, it's not his debut because there's a couple movies he was in before this. Where yeah, he kind of had a small cameo. Small, not really cameo, but he was an extra for the most part, yeah. or just a small role. This was the first time he was the lead. That's right, cameos. Are and it's, apparently, it was the one of the first widescreen movies, though it's in a failed format. Really? Yeah, it's not the one we you would get later on in the fifties with cinema. Is it Cinemascope? Mm-hmm. I think it's Cinemascope. Yeah. No, this was something called uh, Grandeur. Grandeur. It's like 70 millimeter. Right. It was. It's a failed format. It, it Like three or four uh, movies were made for it, and it was dropped because the movie theaters didn't had already done an expensive upgrade putting speaker audio into their theaters, and they couldn't afford to put in a new wide screen and new, ca- new cameras. I so, gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm watching the 4x3 version, which apparently the way they shot it is not quite as good. But it's still an interesting movie. Uh, okay. for what it is. It's it's essentially about... Uh, the movie's, I think I said the movie's called The Big Trail. It yeah. is uh, essentially about the Oregon Trail. This okay. group moving, going down the Oregon Trail. And John Wayne's character is uh, the scout trying to see... You know, I gotcha. Because he's a trapper. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Mm. Also, I've we've been playing. I've been playing video some video games recently. Yeah, just to get into that. Of course, if you're following us on our Twitch channel, yeah. you'll know we are about four, five, six, seven, seven to eight hours into Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, which uh, is you, really fun to watch. You can still go watch that over there, and I believe it's also on our YouTube channel. Yeah, which is the Cellcast. Um. And then I have been playing, of course, a little bit of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm -hmm. I've been playing... I've gone back and kind of restarted Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I am also working my way through Persona 5 Royal. So that's... Along with what I've been watching, that's what I've been playing. And that's what's taken up a lot of my time. Okay. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah, speaking of playing video games, uh, I had text you i think it was saturday saturday it was saturday, it was saturday. and uh i was because there again i don't play a lot of video games i don't right uh primarily i watch video games because i just enjoy them but i just had this be like i've had this idea be like i want to buy a switch a nintendo switch at some point mm-hmm. and i was like okay be like one i need to get myself familiar with controls and what have you instead of be like Wait a minute. Drew's got all most of the minis for I'm, like NES I'm, and the Super NES. That's the only two minis, and I got lucky on both of those. Yeah, and so I be like, I asked him, and he very uh, graciously allowed me to borrow both of them. Um, and so, and oddly enough, I hurt my hand on on Friday at work before uh, he asked me. B- before I asked him, didn't think about it. And because uh, it wasn't, it was hurting because I somehow I'd, I'd, damp- I'd be like not damaged, but I had stra- I'd strained my hand, mm-hmm. like pushing boxes of all things. It's possible. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, I was having surging like pains, like going all the way through to my forearm. It, it mm-hmm. was, 
And uh, yeah, so as we're done here, I'm probably going to go and play some Mario or what have you. <laughs> so which one are you going to play first? That's what I'm curious. I uh, probably Super NES. So you're probably thinking of Super Mario World? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Something fun. Some well, of that fun. is fun. Yeah. So uh, what do we got in the news? Um, not a whole lot. All right. So it's kind of a sad day in animation history mm-hmm. or news right now. Apparently, uh, cur- the class cur- uh, animation creator of Popeye and Tom and Jerry, Gene Ditch. I-, I might be pronouncing the name wrong. Deech. I think it's Deech. Yeah, Deech. Yeah, apparently he passed away on Sunday at the age of 95. So hmm. for all of you who basically grew up watching Tom and Jerry or Popeye or somebody, this was the creator behind that, you know, that cl- those classic animations. And mm-hmm. uh, he would be truly missed. Because that would be like for... Well, like, to be clear, this is not the original comic artist for Popeye. No. No, no, no. This is the creator of them. Right. The creator was the comic. Yeah, he created the comic book. Or this he, is, this, are you? Sh- well, either he, way, he worked on the cartoon. Because I, I don't. Think yeah, he, he was actually, the animator. That's yeah. right. I'm sorry. He's the animator. He, he he was the animator. I'm sorry. I can give you Tom and Jerry because I don't know who exactly created that for Hanna Barbera, but I, I, <laughs> like, I think it's a different guy who wrote the Popeye comic. Yeah, strip. I most likely I miss I misread my own notes. It happens. Which is it happens. Surprise. Oh, nobody. We never claim to be perfect. No, we don't. So earlier today, as of this recording, which is Tuesday, April 21st, mm-hmm. uh, HBO Max announced uh, oh. their actual coming, their actual release date, which is end of May. I don't remember the exact date, and that's not what I've okay. got on here. Interesting. But one of the shows that they uh, showed on there that's coming out on the service yeah. on day one. Looney Tunes cartoons. Yes, I saw that. That trailer is amazing. Okay. If you've not watched it yet, it actually does. It's, it is not the classic Looney Tunes, bear in mind, but it is, uh, it looks like how they would have made Looney Tunes today if they were, if the original characters were still doing it. It's not quite as, it didn't look quite as, uh, slapstick. Ah. But it was a little bit more, uh, well, there was some slapstick, but yeah. anyway, that's that was something I saw okay. earlier today. Well, that's cool. So, see, you're not the only one who keeps an eye out for news. It's just half the time I can't think. You've already cut, gotten everything. Yeah, I'm backup. Yeah. That's yeah, all very, I am is yeah, backup. Very good. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Because I remember seeing that, but it just didn't dawn on me. It's like it wasn't where you could put it in your notes. True. When you saw it, that's True. all it is. Yeah. In fact, it'd be like I was. I was scrolling through. I'm scrolling through Facebook when I saw, you know that, and you know when I saw that bit, and it was like, oh yeah, better write that. Yeah. So yeah, that's all that's currently in the news that we are aware of. Yes. Right now, like in the chat, actually, Jim, Jim Heron, Jim Bob, uh, just posted, and this is kind of this is really sad. It kind of breaks my heart. Uh, apparently, Scoob. The 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 CG movie that's supposed to come out. Yeah, I know uh, it had been uh, put on hold for a bit. Yeah, apparently now it's going straight to digital. Oh, that stinks! Man, I wanted to see on. that one on the, on the big screen. Come on, Warner Brothers. I mean, there's a ch- I mean, Georgia already is opening up their theaters this Friday. Not that they have anything to show, right? But come on, man. Well, it's 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 gonna be on digital. So the 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 chance that 
a chance to be like they'll they'll put it in theaters. Yeah, like somebody. There will. is still a chance they will might put it in for a short run. Right. Like, uh, well, I say onward got a short run. It was it already come out before the coronavirus thing really hit right. over here, but. Maybe they'll do something like that. Maybe. Worst case scenario, I have a proposition for you that just crossed my mind. What would that be? So I may have to cut this out if we decide not to do this. Okay. And I'm already did a. I'll do another mark just in case. Okay. We could do a watch party. We can't show the video, obviously. Yeah. But we could set up the webcam. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> and uh, you know, make it where you, they can't hear what's coming over the TV speakers, where we only we can hear it. Yeah. So we don't. You know, get a copyright claim. Yeah. Oh, that'd and, be fun. And they can just listen to us react to it. Yeah. Maybe go ahead and they can throw it up on their screen and watch yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd it. be fun. That could be fun. We'll have to look yeah. into, we will have to look into that. That does sound like fun. So, like, keep you, an eye out for future uh, possibilities on yes. this. So, if, if you guys would like us to do that, let us know. That'd be, to me, it's like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Scooby's like, yeah. I wonder if I should take the Christmas tree down before then. No. <laughs> no. I'll actually have to light it up is what I'll have to do. Anyway. All right. So, yes. That that would be fun. That would be so much fun. All righty. So, uh, now let's move into our spoiler-free section on the movie, on a review of Robin Hood, 1973. Yes. The one made with wild animals playing the parts. Yes. <laughs> I say wild animals, but anyway. Bucky, bucky, wild. You are a nut. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> I'm not saying anything you don't already know. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I'm fairly certain that this is one of those that I had. I watched on one of my grandpa's bootlegged VHSs. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I watched it a couple times and because I remembered large portions of this movie. Right. But I, I knew I had seen it before, and I remember, I I remember liking this movie when I was a kid, and uh, I'm fairly certain I had to have uh, worn this part of the VHS out. I don't know how, where this was in contrast with Lady and the Tramp, which I wore out even more apparently. Mm. But uh, I do know I watched this as a bunch as a kid, and I loved it. And I, going back to it now, it's amazing how many of these songs. I could immediately sing along with. Yeah. At least three of them. <laughs> okay. Three of the, what, five songs in this movie? Uh, this is just such a fun movie. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was a great time. Hmm. And it's the story of Robin Hood with animals. True. How much more can you really talk about that without no. actually getting into it? So what are your thoughts? Uh, I have a huge nostalgia for yeah. I have a large nostalgia for this film. Mm -hmm. uh, there again, it was one of those VHSs that we had as kids, and just we didn't wear it out. But it was—it's such a timeless classic, classic story, classic movie that is just timeless, timeless and classic. But um, I enjoy. I still enjoy. I enjoyed it as a kid. I still enjoy it as an adult. And it's it's one of those films that uh, if you've had if you have not watched it, what are you doing? Go watch as you want. You can currently watch it on Disney Plus. Yes. And uh, yeah, go enjoy it. And um, kind of an odd story. Kind of an odd kind mm -hmm. of um, kind of providence. Let's say that. Okay. Let's say that. So 
yesterday, yesterday I get to, I get home from work. Now, mind you, already ha- I already have Robin Hood on Blu-ray. Yes. So I get a, I get home and there's a package from Disney Movie Club mm-hmm. sitting on my door. And I'm thinking nothing of it. So I, I, you know, unlock the door, drop my gear, and sit down, and it start. I'm, I'm, I'm just like unzipping this package. Yeah, I have it. I've got the. I think I got the same one, but I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, it's Robin Hood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Providence. I'm curious if. I'm curious how if the quality is better on the Blu-ray than it was on the streaming, but I bet it's the same thing. Possibly, possibly, and uh, apparently, uh, due to the pandemic going on right now, mm-hmm. apparently Disney Movie Club is going to start. They're going to start sending out like little little gifts to cool. all of, all of its uh, good reason not members. to have uh, left the service yet. Yes, because <laughs> I, I, I have been thinking of it now with Disney Plus out. Not much reason to get have the have it with the streaming so much available for streaming. Right. Good thing I haven't switched off of it yet. Right. So um, yeah, I think then we're going to move into our uh, spoiler filled section of the review. So. Uh, I guess we'll see you on the other side. Yep. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Robin Hood. Listener discretion is advised. Robin Hood was directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, who also directed 101 Dalmatians, The Sword and the Stone, last week's episode of The Jungle Book, Mm -hmm. and The Aristocats. If any of those sound familiar... Uh, if any of those didn't sound familiar, don't worry. You'll hear a lot of those na- a lot of those movie names over and over again here over the next couple minutes. Uh, it was also written. It was written by uh, Larry Clemens, who wrote uh, "The Fox and the Hound" and "The Aristocats." The music was composed by George Burns, who also composed "The Jungle Book," "The Love Bug," and "The Sword and the Stone." The song uh, "Love" was written by Floyd Huddleston and George Burns, and sung by Nancy Adams. Uh, Floyd Huddleston also wrote Everybody Wants to Be a Cat from the Aristocats. Yeah. The Phony King of England was written by Johnny Mercer, who also wrote Jeepers Creepers, You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby, and That Old Black Magic. Huh. Oodalolly, Not in Nottingham, and Whistle Stop, and playing the role of Alan Adale was Roger Miller, who is a songwriter and country musician, and he uh, wrote and performed the songs King of the Road and Kansas City Star. Huh. Continuing on into the cast, we've got Peter Ustinov playing Prince John and King Richard, and he is one of the actors who's played Hercule Poirot back in the day. Really? Uh, on the 1978 version of Death on the Nile and a couple oh. of stuff after that point. Okay. Uh, Terry Thomas plays Sir Hiss. Uh, he was known for playing J. Algernon Hawthorne in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Okay. Brian Bedford plays Robin Hood. Uh, in Apparently, in a, there was a movie called Nixon that he played a character named Clyde Tolson on, but I had never heard of it. So, my apologies there. My question would but be, that, like, which Nixon? There's a few movies called Nixon. I should have put the gear on it. My apologies. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It's all good. Uh, Monica Evans plays Maid Marion, and she played Abigail in the Aristocats, you know, the mother cat. Yes. I think that's the mother cat's name. It's not 
Or was the mother cat's name? Du- it's been a while since I've yeah, seen the Duchess. original cats. The cats. That, so this must have been one of the daughters. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, there's my only apologies. one daughter. Yeah, yeah, the daughter. That's my guess. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I watched the Aristocats. Yeah. And I wrote these notes yesterday. So uh, Phil Harris uh, plays Little John. He was, of course, Blue in mm-hmm. The Jungle Book. Yeah. O'Malley in The Aristocats. <laughs> and the narrator and Patu in Rockadoodle. Okay. I know you hadn't seen that one, but no, that's, I have that's not seen a uh, Don Don Bluth. Yes, sorry, that w- that's the Don Bluth movie I grew up with. Oh, uh, okay, and remember fondly. Gotcha. Uh, Andy Devine plays Friar Tuck. He played the character of Buck in Stagecoach and Link Appleyard in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Oh, okay, that's where that voice sounds familiar mm-hmm. from. Carol Shelley plays Lady Cluck. She uh, played Lachesis in Hercules. Mm-hmm. That's one of the fates. Oh, okay. In case you're trying to wow. figure out who that character is. Yeah, I, had to look I was that, like, I had I to like, look that name up. Who in the world is this? Yes. And uh, Gwendolyn in The Odd Couple. Ah. Pat Buttram plays the Sheriff of Nottingham. He was chief in The Fox and the Hound. Luke in The Rescuers. And for those lovers of the, old, of the classic television show Green Acres, he is Mr. Haney. Ah, uh, in- interesting point about uh, the sheriff of Nottingham. Originally, he was supposed to be a pig. Yes, and they changed it. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't the sheriff that was supposed to be the pig. It was supposed. It was actually the friar. Friar Tuck was supposed That's to be. That's right. He was. Supposed and to, they yeah. were afraid of offending That's people right. in the church. <laughs> George Lindsay played Trigger, and uh, he is most famous for playing Goober Pyle in the Andy Griffith Show. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ken Curtis was Nutsy. And he's known as for playing Festus in Gunsmoke. Okay. They literally took two of the most American shows on television, took the the quote unquote idiots from those shows, yeah. and made them the vultures. <laughs> I find this hilarious. Yeah. Kind of like in the Jungle Book where but they were. They're good natured idiots. We like that, them for. That is true. That is so true. Idiot is actually the wrong term, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, Nincompoops. Nincompoops, yes. That's a good one. Candy Candido was the captain of the guard. That was the uh, alligator. Oh, yeah. He was Fidget in The Great Mouse Detective and the Indian Chief in Peter Pan. Oh, okay. Uh, John Fielder was uh, Father Sexton. That's the male church mouse. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Piglet in Winnie the Pooh. And in done. the old True Grit movie, he is Lawyer Daggett. Ah. The John Wayne True Grit movie. Okay. Uh, Dana Lorita was the sister rabbit, and uh, she played a character named Mandy in Gunsmoke. Okay. Barbara Luddy was the mother church mouse and mother rabbit. She was Lady in Lady and the Tramp, mm. Kanga in Winnie the Pooh, ah. and Merryweather in Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. J. Pat O'Malley played Otto. In The Jungle Book, he was Colonel Hathi. He was both Colonel and Jasper in 101 Dalmatians and the Walrus in Alice in Wonderland. Richie Sanders played Toby, and this is his only role ever. Really? This is the only thing he's got on the IMDb. Huh. Uh, Billy Whitaker plays Skippy. His only other role was uh, Peter in a movie called Heidi in the Mountains. Yeah. And... What I'm assuming is his sister, Dory Whitaker, played Tagalong. That's the younger sister, yeah. Rabbit. And she is Rue in Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. So we've got both Kanga 
Eru. Interesting. <laughs> and they're still playing each other's relations, family members. It works. Yeah. Uh, what we got on box office on this thing? All right. All right. So to give uh, more rating, well, we'll the uh, the trend that we're doing now mm-hmm. uh, on IMDb, it's uh, 7.6 out of 10, which is really good. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a score of 54% and an 81% score, an audience score, and a 57% on Metacritic. Okay. All right. So you can watch the you can watch the movie basically anywhere now. Uh, you can go watch it on. I think it's on YouTube. You can buy it for like three ninety nine or nine ninety nine. One of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch it. Uh, movies anywhere. Disney Plus. Uh, just any, I watched it on Disney Plus. Yeah, and just you know buy any legal means any necessary. Yes. Please don't pirate this movie. All right. So just because Robin Hood robs from the rich to give to the poor doesn't mean you should. Yeah, it's a very, very. There's a different reasoning. Yeah, a lo- just such a, different context. A little bit. Uh, it was produced by Walt Disney Productions. It was distributed by Bonavista Distributor Distribution, or Walt Disney. Pretty much. Yeah. It was released on November eighth, nineteen seventy three. Mm-hmm. It had a budget of $5 million. Now, the numbers on this movie is kind of hard to find. I literally was looking through three or four different sites to try to find, and you can't find an exact number. Okay. All right, so we don't have a a U.S. opening release number. We don't have any of that. Mm. Uh, we do have a estimated gross for its uh, U.S. and domestic. was somewhere between 32 and $35 million. Okay. And apparently it's grossed much more after that over the uh, the past uh, four decades. Okay. With uh, re-releases, it was released again in 19, like 1987 mm-hmm. in theaters because that's the Disney thing to do. And, well, uh, that was the old method with the Disney vault and everything. Yeah. No, it was over five years. So it had been like 1982 or something like that when I was born. Um, and then be like, it's VHS, it's, mm-hmm. you know, laser disc, what have you. It'd be like, it's, 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 it's capacitance a t- disc, huh? Capacitance disc. Capacitance. You had never heard of. Before. No, I never and honestly, the only explain it to me. The only reason I've heard of it is because I have an interest in old technology and I watch a lot of YouTube channels on how all this stuff worked. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, this movie is apparently because it's been in pseudo production since Snow White. Right, I had heard, I'd seen that. Yeah, apparently, or it had been a concept for a long right. time since Snow White. Right, because this was this was like one of the ones that they were. This is like one of the original thoughts that Walt Disney had for for the first movie. Yeah, because originally he wanted to do it's a it's a it's a British. It was a it's like a British story mm-hmm. about a fox, which I, I can't. His name is eluding me at the moment. Like Rayburn or something. Yeah, like Rayburn. That. That's it. Thank you. It is Rayburn. I'm not remembering correctly. I'm right. sure. But uh, yeah, it didn't. You know, Walt wanted to do it, but they scrapped it, and then it was just, it was brought up again, and again, and again throughout the decades, mm-hmm. and eventually the uh, the late '60s they finally got around to actually doing it. Yeah, so this movie has a very interesting history when it comes to its production. 
the production history on this is very very wide and very different <laughs> it's, it's not like tangle that's been it was in production for 10 years it wasn't in production it was more along the lines of uh hey that sounds like a great idea hey let's you know start doing some uh, some ideas and draw and uh preliminary sketches for characters and what have you and uh like like we said before the fact that uh fire tuck was originally supposed to be a pig but due to uh, the writers and animators being more conscientious of um, what you know the the Christian Church and mm-hmm. the Catholics and the Muslims would think about this, probably not the wisest thing to make your 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 uh, your holy man a pig. Okay, so now we'll get into the summary. Our story is narrated by the rooster Alan Adale, who explains that Robin Hood and Little John live in Sherwood Forest, robbing from the rich and giving to the poor townsfolk of Nottingham. Meanwhile, Prince John, who is King of England, sends his lead henchman, the Sheriff of Nottingham, to catch the two, but he fails every time. Meanwhile, Prince John and his assistant, Sir Hiss, arrive in Nottingham. Meanwhile, Prince John and his assistant, Sir Hiss, arrive in Nottingham. Sir Hiss had hit previously had hypnotized Prince John's brother, King Richard, to go off on the Crusades, allowing Prince John to take the throne. Unfortunately, the prince is greedy and immature, even sucking his thumb whenever his mother is mentioned. Robin Hood and Little John rob Prince John by disguising themselves as fortune tellers, prompting the prince to put a bounty on their heads and makes the sheriff his personal tax collector. The sheriff taxes Friar Tuck and a family of rabbits, However, Robin gives back some money to the rabbits, giving his hat and archery kit to the young rabbit Skippy for his birthday. Skippy and his friends test out the archery kit, but but Skippy fires an arrow into the grounds of Maid Marian's castle. The children sneak inside, meeting Maid Marian and her attendant, Lady Cluck. Lady in waiting. It actually just says her attendant here, but I said lady. But anyway. And her attendant, Lady Cluck. Maid Marian reveals she and Robin were childhood sweethearts, but they have not seen one another for years. Friar Tuck visits Robin and Little John, explaining that Prince John is hosting an archery tournament, and the winner will receive a kiss from Maid Marian. Robin agrees to participate in the tournament disguised as a stork, while Little John disguises himself as the Duke of Chutney to get near Prince John. Sir Hiss discovers Robin's identity, but is trapped in a barrel of ale by Friar Tuck and Alan Adale. Robin wins the tournament, but Prince John exposes him and has him arrested for execution despite Maid Marian's pleas. Little John threatens Prince John, leading to a fight between Robin, Little John, Maid Marian, Lady Cluck, and Prince John's soldiers. And I will say this leads to one of my favorite lines in the movie. Seize the fat one! (laughs) In the forest, Robin and Maid Marian fall in love again as the townsfolk sing a song mocking Prince John, describing him as the phony king of England. Enraged by the song, Prince John triples the taxes, imprisoning most of the townsfolk who cannot or refuse to pay their taxes. The sheriff visits Friar Tuck's church to steal from the poor box, enraging Friar Tuck, who viciously attacks him until he, too, is arrested. Prince John plans to hang Friar Tuck to lure in Robin and kill him. Robin and Little John sneak in, with Little John managing to free all the prisoners while Robin steals Prince John's taxes. But Sir Hiss awakens to find Robin fleeing. Chaos follows as Robin and the others try to escape to Sherwood Forest. The sheriff corners Robin after he is forced to return to... 
The sheriff corners Robin after he is forced to re- return to rescue Skippy's younger sister, Tagalong, setting fire to Prince John's castle and causing Robin to leap from a tower into the moat below. Little John and Skippy watch as the moat is pelted with arrows and Robin is apparently shot and drowned, only for him to emerge unharmed after using a reed as a breathing tube. Prince John despairs and is driven into a blind rage while Sir Hiss points out that his mother's castle is on fire. Later, King Richard returns to England, placing his brother and his cohorts under arrest and allowing Robin and Maid Marian to be married and leave Nottingham with Little John and Skippy in tow. Ah. So, if it's all right, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my first like. Okay. My first like for this movie is the music. Okay. The music in here in this movie is so fun. I, 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 I grew up with country music. Okay. Okay. Uh, and not, I don't just mean the 90s stuff. I mean classic oh, okay. country music. So Cash Haggard. Yeah, kind of. I mean, my dad is a, plays bluegrass on guitar, so I've heard a lot of the old stuff in, from multiple sources. Yeah. Uh, and with lots of starts and stops, but that's just what you do when you're trying to learn how to play a song. Right. Uh, but, uh, and I'll, I'll also admit that Roger Miller was a uh, singer. That yeah. me and my dad kind of liked a lot. We had a uh, audio cassette that had a lot of his songs on it that we used to sing in the car. Yeah. Um. So there's hearing that voice again singing, singing the three songs he sings in here is, uh, it's reminiscent. Yeah. It's nostalgic and the songs in here are just so much fun. So yeah, that's my first like. What's your first like? Yeah, the the story in this movie is not incredibly complex. There's no real, there's not there's not a lot of meat to it, but it's still a very well executed, very well told story mm-hmm. that is very enjoyable, very engaging, and obviously it's a story about Robin Hood and anthropomorphic you know characters. Yes, and it's so much fun. It's such a fun. Um, captivating story mm-hmm. that just holds you from the first frame to the very end of the frame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, you know, there again, I enjoyed it as a child and I enjoyed it as an adult and, uh, kind of doing a little bit of research on, cause this actually comes out of a historical record. Uh, this comes out of like the 12th century. Yeah. Where, uh, obviously you have, uh, King Henry King, uh, not King Henry, but a uh, King Richard, the Lionheart mm-hmm. be like, who had been proclaimed King, but he was the kind of, he was a uh, a warrior king at heart, so he was never in England more than like six weeks, his yeah. entire reign, and so he went out to fight the Crusades. And his sneaky little brother, literally little little brother Prince John, uh, who apparently the the idea that you know that Prince John in the movie he sucks his thumb every time his mother's mentioned. Yes, because historically Prince John was uh, his mother's favorite. Where King Richard was his father's favorite because he was the oldest. He mm-hmm. was the oldest of the boys, and uh, the the way they portray uh, uh, Prince John in this film comes nowhere near how dastardly and ruthless this guy actually was in history. And it's it's very fascinating because I, I watched like one or two documentaries over it, and it was oh my gosh, be like if. 
because there there are a lot of betrayals of Prince John. I remember I, I distinctly remember um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves of Hell. Oh, I am drawing a blank on his name for the second. The the one who played Prince John. Costner. No. No one Costner. No, that was um, yeah. He he played Prince John. Be like, I, I feel terrible for a second. But the actor in question for our audience listening to this, just you know, let us know how much of a Cooper I am forgetting the actor's name. Um, but his portrayal of uh, Prince John was almost spot on. How ruthless and uh, diabolical this guy was. The the fact be like he he was going to usurp his brother. Uh, King Henry. I mean, King Henry. Yeah, that's that's another bad king. Uh, king Richard, while he was on crusade, and he he uh, aligned himself with the French. Are you sure you're? It's Prince John in uh, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not that character is not even listed in the movie. Okay. Weird. Now. Sheriff of Nottingham was played by Alan Rickman, who is oh, always adapted. That's right. That's right. My mistake. Alan Rickman. Well, I think they, they kind of took both characters, both both characters and amalgamated to one. Um, yeah, because I'm not seeing a li- anywhere that's on the cast right, list. Uh, Prince John. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, I, I, that is weird. But anyways, you know, the, the actual Prince John, uh, or they call it a mad Prince John. In history, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he was not a savory fellow. He'll be like he was not what they would call noble. He wasn't a uh, uh, a knight in shining armor as most kings were, uh, or you know, princes were. He was the guy. He just did whatever he wanted, and you know, darn the consequences. Right. And uh, like he 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 backstabbed and double crossed everybody. He killed a lot of people. Uh, he. Apparently, uh, he did a lot of dastardly things and a lot of terrible things, uh, and just the 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 fact that you know the fact that Robin Hood came out of that era mm-hmm. because people were like, we are really tired of Prince John, and Prince John actually wound up becoming Prince, you know, Pr- uh, King John after his his uh, his brother had passed away, and oddly enough, he got himself, uh, you know. Made him made himself king because it'd be like apparently King Richard the Lionheart was a little too busy fighting wars to you know actually right. do his his kingly duty if you, if you catch my drift, uh, and so he he became the uh, King Henry's succession successor, and uh, yeah so that's where we get the uh, the myth of Robin Hood, and there are, there are a lot of very interesting ideas of like who Robin Hood was did he really exist. Uh, there was actually in the records they found that there is a Robert Robert Hood, Robin Hood of Loxley. Yeah, Robin of Loxley. Yeah, an actual person in records. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and I, I there again, I am I'm a history nerd and I love this kind of stuff. So you know when you're going through history and trying to figure out you know the truth from myth and a lot of it's actually true, and. Uh, so yeah, he he was he was a bit of a coward, a bit of a coward, a bit of a he he didn't suck his thumb like you know our 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 cowardly liony you know version of Prince John is, mm-hmm. but he's darn close. <laughs> if 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 they would have gone with the alternative ending of this movie, 
Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen it, it's pretty, it's dark because apparently they don't, they don't stop with, you know, Robin diving into the, the, the creek or river or what have you and be pulled by arrows. Apparently he's, he's dragged to somewhere where May Marion's taking care of him and, uh, Prince John and his show up and uh, apparently are going to stab, are going to kill Robin until uh, King um, King Richard shows up, <laughs> and so the it concludes with uh, the the same ending as in the original. But it was it was like ooh, we actually get a little glimpse, just a itty bitty little glimpse of like who the real Prince John was. Yeah, and I found that fascinating. So mine was a kind of the. The storytelling side of the movie and what actually happened in history. And I was just like, ooh, this is fun. So what is your number dos? You know, one little um, note about the history of this you didn't mention. That oh, was dude. a little bit. And, uh, the movie technically got wrong. Yeah. None of the characters were animals. That is true. <laughs> and, pl- and plus, it'd be like as uh, our, uh, our, our narrator says... Um, be like, well, I'm be like, this is the true story. I'll be like, is it true? No, well, whatever. <laughs> well, what he says is, you know, there's lots of legends about this Robin Hood. Yeah. Well, even in the animal world, we have ours, and this is it. Yeah, this is the version of this story. Exactly. So uh, my second like is uh, the animation in certain parts. Yeah. I'm wording it that way specifically because of how my dislike. One of my one of my dislikes coming gotcha. up, but uh, pretty much almost every action shot that is not repeated, I'll put it that way. Right. Um, like for, for one, for instance, one of my favorite parts in this movie is, of course, the line "Seize the fat one," <laughs> and yes. this immediately goes into a football tackling thing. That yes. I'm, I know I've seen that angle somewhere besides this movie, but this right. is. The movie I always think of. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, so the action and that's the animation in that scene I love. I love uh, the animation with uh, them getting how they get the taxes out of Prince John's uh, bedroom. Yeah. And I love the animation that I love the animation in the, uh, well, the scene where Maid Marian and Lady Cluck are playing badminton and then the kids interrupt, that's well done. Yeah. And then I think the last one's going to have to be the archery tournament. The way the it's all the animation and those sequences are done is spot on. And I'm not going to say it's the best Disney has ever done. Right. But it's some of the most memorable, at least for me. Okay. Uh, oh, and of course... Uh, I almost forgot the fortune telling scene at the beginning. Oh yeah, that is funny, and yes. I love Little John in that entire sequence. <laughs> um, but yeah, the animation this is when when it's done correctly. We'll get to that. <laughs> is is great. It's imaginative, and they did a good job with explaining how all these animals are are doing all of this, even if half the time. Uh, Half of them sound like they're from different parts of the world. Yes. But uh, even that's not really a killer. So, yeah, that's my second like. All right. What's yours? My second like would be the song. The mm-hmm. songs would be like you brought them in your first. I've always enjoyed the music in this movie. And just going back and be like, because I remember as kids, we would sing these songs all the time. Yes. All the time. They're, they're so memorable. And uh, 
I was very surprised, be like, actually thinking about it, the the fact that these these movies, the songs were not written by the uh, Sherman brothers. The Sherman brothers, thank you. They were not written by the Sherman brothers, and which that kind of surprised me when I when I watched it for the review. I was like, really, the Sherman brothers aren't writing this, but it's it's still very well done. I mean, mm-hmm. like the songs are very catchy, they're very memorable, and like anybody who are, are going to be you know, like you know you know find themselves bobbing or weaving mm-hmm. to a, you know, a song that, you know, uh, reminiscent of this movie. And they're Including just if it's a bunch of little hamsters on the early internet. Yes. <laughs> so if, for those of you who are in our Facebook page and perhaps got confused sun, this last Sunday night when I posted a, uh, I intended it as a teaser, but the video at first looks nothing like yeah. the movie. And that's, be, and it's just this old Netscape web browser the pay, page from the early 90s of a bunch of hamsters dancing to uh, a song. That song is Whistle Stop, which is also the beginning song of this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the first internet memes. Yeah. And that version, I think, might be stuck in my head more than the uh, original version. I even though you. it's kind of pitched up, so it sounds like it's the hamster singing it. Yeah. Despite the fact these little gifts are obviously can't sing right but um yeah that's what that was in case anyone's curious and uh that's kind of why the hamster dance is now officially owned by disney because disney owned the music and pretty much took over the website (laughs) yeah pretty much and ran it into the ground yeah like you do yeah so a very interesting when it comes to the music so during the uh the the end of the archery scene with the big fight and the big battle, the uh, the football scene where Lady Cluck is running down. Yes. This, okay, that music is actually from uh, the University of North California. Mm. It's it's their fighting song. Nice. And that so, makes sense. And so I think it's 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 one other scene where another school song is actually being used. It's actually their other fight song. It's the University of Wisconsin, I believe. Mm. So. Apparently, either they got the rights to use them, or well, a lot of these fight songs are so old that yeah. even by this time they would have been in public domain, right? But I, I, I found that fascinating because I was doing research this morning, uh, you know, day of recording, and man, I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of a cool callback. So yeah, the the songs in this movie are so iconic, and like. If I heard it out of context, I'll be like, okay, this just sounds like a country folk song. Mm-hmm. But within the context, it's flat out amazing. Yes. So, yeah, that is my number two like. What is your number three of likes? My number three likes is the trio of, I almost don't want to call them villains. Because normally in the Robin Hood story, the Sheriff of Nottingham right. is the villain. But really, he's just a minion in this one, as they use Prince John as the villain. Right. But the Sheriff of Nottingham uh, and uh, Trigger and Nutsy might be my three favorite characters in all of Disney. Agreed. And it helps that we are talking about Mr. Haney, Goober, and uh, Festus (laughs) playing these roles. (laughs) It's like, how did they do that? How did they get a hold of these? And I know it's all Hollywood, and they can say, hey, you want a short role in a movie because we got Mr. Haney doing this other thing, and we got you know Goober doing this. Uh, it's 
I just those the those trio of guys, yeah, uh, are just magical in many ways, and how uh, in, in their on screen appearance, and I will just say the guy who plays Robin Hood, whose name I can't think of right now, despite the fact that I said it about thirty minutes ago, uh, his nutsy impression is spot on. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. But uh, I really want when it comes to the sheriff of Nottingham. That's not really the scene that defines him. Yeah. The scene that defines him is at the church. And that is a scene that has stuck with me since I was a kid about um, the sheriff coming in and stealing the money from the poor box to yeah. give to the government, in essence. Yeah. Um, and the preacher, well, the friar in this instance, standing up to him. That scene has always been buried in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I don't want to get too political, but that is something one needs to keep a hold of. And I think whether Disney intended this at the time or not, I think you can think of it as what happens when uh, a dictator starts taking control. Uh, this is what happens. And this is the lowest you can go. Stealing money almost directly out of the poor. Poor's hands. Yeah. He's already stealing out of the poor's hands. But for some reason there it doesn't seem as bad as when he comes into the church and takes it directly out of the box. And as much as I like Mr. Haney, Sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> throughout the rest of it, this is yeah. when I feel he's the most evil. And I am right there with Friar Tuck as he's telling him <laughs> to get out of my church <laughs> and busts him through there with his stomach. Now, of course, then he gets, he, she gets shackled at the same time and right. leads to our ending. But that scene has stuck with me since I was a kid. And it's something I always remember. And I love how well it's actually done Yeah, to the point where uh, the bell is yeah. actually a real bell yeah. that they photographed and then uh, edited into the shot. Oh, yeah. Church bell. So, yeah, that's my number three like. What's yours? Okay. Uh, before I get to mine, my uh, kind of a historical... You know, scary point. Mm -hmm. Prince John actually did that. That does he, not he, surprise he, he me. He be like to their their portrayal of uh, medieval Europe and mm -hmm. how things ran. Be like, oh yeah, Prince John taxed the crap out of everybody. Be like, didn't matter if you were poor or not. If you were poor and you couldn't pay, be like, you got thrown into prison or died. Yeah, yeah. It was it was basically what they called a serf. Um, well, that's more of a it's more of a Russian, more of a Russian thing where well, like the the peasants were just the workers; they didn't mm -hmm. matter for much. And if you can pay your taxes, throw you in prison or you just die. Right. So be like that portrayal of in the movie historically is very accurate, uh, minus the me animals. But that, that's a very that's a very good illustration of how how times were under mm -hmm. you know Mad Prince John. Right. Uh, so my number three. Um, I like the relationships with the characters, mm -hmm. with uh, like you know, uh, Little John and Robin. Uh, there, there are so many just the little moments where, uh, their their banter is so much fun. Just the the fact to be like they're 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 two guys that get get about get by by the skin of their teeth, and mm -hmm. it's just. It's so much fun, and the the like you said with the uh, the the trio of the sheriff Nottingham and uh, Nutsy and Trigger, yeah, are just so much fun. 
and uh, just you know, there again with Robin and Marion and the the look into my big you know red eyes or just mm-hmm. those big shots are, are great. Wow, I bet that's interesting to see on a big screen. It's like, oh my gosh, those are huge eyes. I thought Nala's bedroom eyes were a little much. <laughs> but then you get Maid Marian. It's like, okay. <laughs> I think I understand some things. Yeah, there was there was one point when I was a kid. It's where a lady clock is to be like, you know, talk about your... Uh, be like withhold be like hold you know holding to your chastity lass and i didn't understand as a kid now as a kid now as an adult i definitely understand that now (laughs) oh yeah yeah definitely for you know someone who is in that situation anyway anyway anyways uh anyways so the the relationship between the characters um uh, Prince John and Sir Hiss is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> hysterical that Hiss is trying his best to get Prince John to realize what's going on, and he's so oblivious to everything. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's so funny, and definitely when uh, and that Sir That part Hiss, where he's in the balloon. Yes. It's like, okay, there's a part that's going, I don't think latex was around back then. No, it wasn't. So at best, he might be in a sheep stomach? Yeah, pretty much. Which is all kinds of wrong. Yeah. But. <laughs> and all the other things you use cheap letters for? No, let's not go there. Let's not go there. You know. Uh, but that scene where he's twirling his tail in order to, to yes. move around, <laughs> helicoptering around in his things like, okay, that's imaginative. I can work with that. Oh, yeah. It's completely and utterly inaccurate to the time period. Yeah. But, you know. If Sir Hiss actually existed, I doubt he was a snake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the point where uh, Sir Hiss gets himself stuffed into the barrel of L. And he says, <laughs> I don't drink. Why, don't put me in there. I don't I don't drink alcohol. Oh. And he comes back like, oh, hey, by the way, did you know that the stork is actually Robin Hood? <laughs> Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just there again, the, the characters' relationships is how they interact and... Uh, like all the characters have really good interaction with each other. I, yeah. I just love it. So yeah, mine is the uh, the character relationships. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and move into our dislikes. And yes. my first dislike, I admit this is why I wanted the first like because I want to touch on this before you okay. get a chance to. Blatant re- animation reuse. Okay, I do have an explanation for that. Well, let me get to it. Uh, the opening sequence where they're using scenes from the movie to show off the characters, you know what? That I can love with. Yeah. I would prefer that the end, but that's this is not at the time period where they had end credits. All the credits were in the beginning. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, the part where you rehear little John talk about his fortune tell, being a uh, fortune told and lucky charms, that sticks out pretty bad. Mm. But the one that got me the most... In right before the archery scene, yeah, the elephants are coming in, and apparently the song must have been a touch longer than the animation was expecting. Oh yeah, that <laughs> because you see the elephants, you know, blowing their horn, t- uh, snouts, whatever. They come across the song goes again, and so the animation backs up. So the hippo that was just on screen for a short second is back off screen and comes back up, and it's yeah. not. They did not bother to put in camera speed lines to make it look like maybe the camera played catch up yeah. or something like that. No, it's just 
Oh, and replay the scene. It's like, they didn't just do that. They did not just do that. That is the worst I have ever seen. It's one thing when we watched uh, Oliver and Company and you see the dogs disappear long before they get to the horizon. Yeah. But to actually restart restart the scene five seconds. That is one second after you just played it. It's like, even the kids will probably recognize this. Now, I didn't recognize this as a kid, or I don't remember it. Yeah. Or perhaps since I always saw it on VHS on a television, which is already a lot poor quality, maybe I assume there was a speed lines and it was the camera move to keep up with it. I don't know. But that's not what happened. <laughs> what we happened is <sighs> the animation restarted one second after it played. And it makes me go, oh, how far in such a short time from the jungle book we have fallen with the after the loss of Walt Disney cuz this is like what the next movie no uh it's, it was, or there's like one movie in between i think yeah there's like one other yeah and it's like like a what five year difference i think yeah in 5 years we went from the amazingness of jungle book where there is no reuse at all ever every every frame is original to Blatant reuse of animation one second after it was already on screen right. with nothing to separate it. Yeah. That bugs me yeah. to no end. But anyway, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I agree with you on that. There, there was, you know, the, the curse of being a reviewer. Yes. Is, is, because this is something like, you're I ruining been, my childhood. In many ways, this is something where if I was, if, if, if the fact that we have to watch these movies with a critical eye, and we actually do have to look for stuff we don't like. Yeah. Along with looking for stuff we do like. That part of the process makes you go, oh, I don't want to talk about that. No. That's awesome. I, I wish I hadn't seen it. And now every time I watch this movie, I'm going to see it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Lovely. Well, I'm going to... Uh, What's my, your first dislike? My number, number one dislike, it kind of arkens back to the, the same idea of you do uh the reuse of animation mm-hmm. where the point i will use is where the uh where all the little kids are laughing when you first uh what what scene was that where um where they they get so they get so caught up in the laughter like the little girl she's trying to catch her breath yeah but like it's done excellently mm-hmm. well in the the very end scene of um uh, the phony King of England song. Yeah. Be like, you get the exact same scene, just re, uh, mm-hmm. colorized differently. It's the exact same thing, all except they cut off the point where she's taking in her breath. That's it. And I was just like, okay, I can't receive that again. <laughs> okay. I'm thankful I missed that because there was so much happening on scene at the same time. Yeah. That I didn't see that. But I think I was already distracted by the raccoons. Which were intentionally done that way. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, yeah. So that that is our number one's kind of lined up a little bit. Just a little bit. Just more mm-hmm. there 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 are a few animation errors in this movie, let's say that. Yeah. Just a couple. Yeah. So what is your number two? My number two dislike. I am getting into the nitpick okay. portion of my dislikes. I'm just right. gonna let you know right now because okay. this is kind of a minor one. The opening titles where they're showing off, you know, 
uh, oh yeah, Roger the, Miller as the rooster, uh-huh. as Alan Dale. Um, so and so has made Marion. So the fact that this is early digital titles that are obviously placed on there when admit I am of the thought because uh, you go back to like Jungle Book. Yeah, those were animated titles. Those were drawn out on celluloid for all the credits that there was going to be in the movie. Right. This was added after the fact, almost like they, this was not the original intention. Yeah. Now, admittedly, I have a feeling that that opening sequence, ex- with the exception of uh, Alan Adele's uh, lines, yeah. was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Because almost all of the animation there is taken from different parts of the movie. Right. Which is nice, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's a little annoying, but it's obviously, okay, this is where they were saving money. Right. And that stinks, but they go with the cheapest possible titles. The the 80, the almost, they're the kind of things they used to use on live television. Yeah. When they needed to show something up really quickly. And that's what we decide to use? We don't do something with a little more snap a little more panache a little something that doesn't look like it was thought up at the last minute mm. just to get something out true i'm i'm not even asking for you know flashy animation i'm just wanting a wanting something that fits the art style yeah i think that's really what bugs me about those titles at the beginning is none of the, they are yellow text with black outlines yeah that does not fit the motif of the movie Okay. And that bugs the ever-loving snot out of me, being a graphic designer. That makes sense. Nobody else may notice this. <laughs> Granted. But those titles do not tell me that this is going to be a Robin Hood, a, a, a medieval tall tale type story, which is yep. what it is. This tells me this was made for Sunday mo- Saturday morning cartoons, and we didn't care. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they didn't care, because right. there's lots of care in this movie. It's None of that care is in the title. I got you. And that bugs me. Uh, so, you be like you just mentioned something that I wanted to bring up. All right. So, apparently, in the early production of this, they were trying to think of... They wanted to use a Robin Hood theme, but where to put it. So, they thought of the Wild West, because they originally, one of the ideas, they were going to put it in the Wild West and mm-hmm. just make it a Robin Hood story. And then another that could be easily done. That would be interesting. Yeah. And another one was they because apparently one of the uh, the writers was cut very fond of uh, songs of the South and wanted to put and make us make a uh, another attempt and make it like the uh, like the Southwest of America. That would make sense with some of the people they hired to play characters. That is true. But apparently the the uh, the. The up the the uh, the upper management was like, uh, yeah, the song of the South didn't do very well, and we got a lot of heat for it. So no, and they were like, oh, I don't yeah. know if they got a lot of heat back then for it. But well, not as much as you but, would now. By this the, is seventies. They they might have been picking up some heat after the yeah, the sixties. They they were picking up heat from that movie back in the fifties and sixties. Oh, well, well, yeah, sixties. I understand. I don't remember when Song of the South came out. Yeah, that was the nineteen. Either way, I've only ever seen the animated portions of that yeah, movie, most, so I really have no most, idea. How, most of us have only seen the animation. I have parts. no idea how bad that movie actually yeah, is. Yeah, I'd be like, they're going like that's I'm, where all my curiosity lies with yeah, that movie. Yeah, I, I would love someone to actually actually just see the entire film and see what the, the all the hubbub about is. Yeah, and so like 
maybe sometime in the future. Maybe. If but, Disney ever gets the guts. Yeah, to release it. To release it uncut. But anyway. But anyways. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of ideas of where they're going to put it. And then some of them were like, oh, why don't we just put it, you know, in the 12th century? <laughs> where Robin Hood takes place. Yes, exactly. Just do it that way and have animals. That's interesting enough as it is. And honestly, that's all it needed. Yeah. Although so, I still would like to see the Wild West version of it because that sounds cool. Anyway, <laughs> I have interrupted you enough. No, you're good. All right. So, yeah. So that is my number two. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. My number two, my number two of uh, my dislikes are the inconsistency in animation in, yes. s- in some places where we go back to the the opening scene of where uh, Robin Hood and Little John cross-dresses uh gypsies yes <laughs> and and hoodwink uh prince john the the scene there's so many because prince john he'll have his rings on and they get stolen and then well the jewels get stolen yeah the jewels get stolen but then and his then, rings disappear and then the amount of fingers he has disappears and yeah. then they're back on and, well, then, and then the late, jewels are back on and then later on uh, throughout the movie he's got three rings on one hand Mm -hmm. and one Mm -hmm. ring with a big jewel on it on the other hand. And there's a scene later on where he's in the box there at the archery tournament and he has the same three rings on both fingers. Yeah. It's like, I mean, (laughs) both hands. It's like, yeah. What? But anyway. Yeah. There's, uh, there's the, uh, the, the huge inconsistency about the, uh, what color the jewels are on Prince John's or, King yeah. Henry's crown be like they go from King all George. R- no it's King or, King Richard King Richard King Why Richard George anyway King Richard well, there's crown. a there's Prince George uh but yeah King Richard's crown and uh there's be like sometimes they're all red sometimes they're blue yeah. and red sometimes it's just they're there's no consistency in it mm-hmm. and it drove me nuts and you know doing a little more research and uh looking back at the scene where uh um uh, the sheriff of Nottingham is uh, he's sit he's sitting there and Robin's lulling him to sleep. Mm-hmm. If you notice, his hands change yeah. quite often because mm-hmm. he goes from having three fingers to four fingers, three and four, three and four, three and four. Somebody at, at, at some point he goes to two fingers. <laughs> somebody in the animation department had not studied the uh, the character, character the character sheet <laughs> enough to know how many fingers. The sheriff of Nottingham was. Yeah, because I, th- I think in one scene you can literally see where he he his fingers twirl mm-hmm. or they move, and you can see where fingers move in and out of out of sequence. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never saw that. And like when I saw it on this review, it's like, oh my word, this is like nuts. I said, <laughs> this movie is lacking quality control, and yes. that's part of the issue with it. Because I, I'm convinced they ran out of money in the process and we're just trying to get the movie out after a point because like we said some of the shots are freaking awesome and amazing yeah and it's followed by this this stuff yeah but anyway all right so that is my number two what is your number three my third dislike my third dislike and like i said this is very much a nitpick yeah but trigger and nutsy don't show up until the last quarter of the movie Right. With so many instances of having 
and and would have been great comedic uses of those characters. Right. Uh, before this point, walking around with the sheriff, being his right, left and right hand man. Right. Uh, those the fact that they don't bring them in until oh we got to watch the prison because they're just yeah. going to be the prison guards yeah that and admittedly it makes sense because they're the vultures on the um the gallows that are going to hang prince and fire tuck yeah i get that but i kind of wish they were throughout the movie yeah because they are such good characters and i want more of them yeah i agree with you on that my third was just like would be now granted this is a nitpick and they chose these actors for various reasons mm-hmm. but the use of uh, the languages on this movie is insane <laughs> meaning the the dialects in which people talk is crazy <laughs> you like, don't like the use of the southern gentleman as are some of our villains that working for super British mustache twirling bad guy. It's, and then an American bear and a British Fox talk having a good time together. Yeah. Kind of, it's so, it's so off the wall. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. I, I, well, I, I think, I, I think we ahead. would be in agreement if they had picked one theme and yeah. stuck with it. Yeah. If it had all British. Yeah. That are in England. Makes sense. Yeah. If it was all, Southerners in England. Yeah, which is a little weird, weird, but I could have lived with it. And you get an American bear. Yeah, because I mean, Baloo would work. Baloo. It is Baloo. <laughs> but, but Brown. Yeah, he. Brown Baloo <laughs> would work great with those, works great with those guys. It's just the fact that you've got some who are British and some who are obviously American of many different dialects. Yes. Very. is a little off putting. Just a little bit. But for whatever reason, at least for me, it kind of melds in a strange way for me. Yeah. Tori, it doesn't bother me, but apparently it bothers you. Well, it, it wasn't really that it bothered me. It was just like, it was like, this is really odd. Be like, yeah, they're, they're, it's a great cast. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I just thought it was really weird with this supposed to be in Britain. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my third. Uh, the one that kind of shocked me the most that you did not bring up. Who did I miss? No, you didn't miss anything. I'd be like, I, I was, I was more, I was very surprised. I was very, very surprised. I, mean, you, I couldn't find a king. That's what you're asking. No, 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 no. This is not a king hardware. This is you know reuse of animation or more classic animation uh, layovers. Okay, with all, I mean, I know the raccoons kind of were mimicking the three little pigs from that early three little pigs disney short but oh there's so much more i know there's they reuse from everything yeah and i know made marion and uh robin hood's dancing scene is from sleeping beauty oh yeah that's sleeping beauty uh there's a lot from jungle book there's a lot of riff from marissa cats mm-hmm. and uh the the point I wanted to go in with this, I'm curious which one you're referring to. I'm referring to all know. of them. I'm referring oh, to all, all of them. them. All of them. Because there's there's a lot of a lot of people out there who want to criticize the film because be like, oh, they were lazy and just wanted to re, re uh, just well, reuse a lot of animation. As I said earlier, this film was obviously made on a very tight budget, <laughs> and it shows. Hmm. I don't know where the budget went because I mean, you how much did you say this movie was made on? Five billion. Five billion? Million. Five million. Okay. 
I don't remember how much Jungle Book was made for. Yeah. Which is the closest in terms of time. But Jungle Book was like seven. Right. So you got an additional two million. Yeah. They had to cut some corners somewhere. I don't think it comes from uh, being lazy. I'm sorry. I had a budget of four million. Sorry. It had a budget of four million. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they were being lazy. I don't know. <laughs> um I know they were just trying to get this stuff done in many ways, and maybe this one was very got just because of the actors they hired. Because you got you got so many almost major names in this movie, yeah, from the time at the time. Unlike uh, uh, Jungle Book, which the only major name that jumped off the page there at the time was uh, who was it? I can't even remember who it was now. But there was at least there was one major name, and everybody else was kind of the same people Disney yeah. always pulls. Yeah. Uh, maybe they just lost, because you had, like I, like I said, we had uh, the guy, those three actors from, you know, classic television over here, plus Peter Ustinov, who's a major actor at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they just ran out of money. And okay. that's why they, a- after they recorded everybody, and that's why they had to reuse some animation. In some spots. All right. So here's the reason from the director. Guessing on my Yeah. So here's the reason from the director. Because he had, there were, you know, accusations of being lazy and just those accusations. But what an interview he told was the fact that, like, all the animation scenes that they reused, be like, he knew they worked. And so to redraw all those scenes actually cost more money. So they actually put the time in to reanimate all of those scenes by by going back over them and reanimate them because if they would have gone and just did you know did scenes by themselves, mm-hmm. be like it would have been cheaper. But it was actually more expensive to go and reuse scenes from previous films now, because they worked. Now, while That's I will his I will say they don't bother me right. that much. That may not have been the best choice because apparently it bugged a lot of people. Yeah. And admittedly, original always looks better than a copy. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. They don't bother me, admittedly, because I really, once you get into the beginning of the movie and Little John and Robin Hood are stealing from uh, Prince John as fortune draws cross-dressing fortune t- uh, tellers, yes. I've <laughs> kind of already bought into the movie and yes. don't care that animation is being reused yeah and this is pretty much the only time where i focused enough that the reuses i did see bugged me but they did most of them didn't bug me at all it was mostly the stuff where they were reusing stuff from the same movie yeah that I, bugged me yeah that's that's probably one of the main parts like i agree with you on that so yeah that is that is my kind of a bonus number four that was real it's like okay because they're, they're how is it a bonus this was your number three well it's a bonus number four How's it a bonus number four? I don't know. Either way, we both had three. You didn't bring in a fourth. No, oh, no. I, 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 I threw in a cider, a, a, a <laughs> sidewinder. Okay, 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 okay. I'll, so I'll let it go. Is, I'm not going to fight you over. <laughs> okay, I'm just confused. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's going to bring us to the end of our the uh, book of review. So let's go into our ratings. Uh, I am actually going to give this a seven. Okay, uh, a seven for me. I know we've never really talked about what the ratings mean to us. Yeah. But not really, but seven is obviously it's got problems, but it's still a good movie. Oh yeah. It's still a fun movie. Yeah. And, 
there's more to like in this movie than to not like, and it's right. just a fun movie. Right. So yeah, seven. Uh, what are you giving it? I'm giving it eight. I'm giving okay. it eight. I, I enjoy this film tremendously. It does have its little animation flaws and inconsistencies and uh, dialects all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a very charming, love loving film that just uh, pulls to your heartstrings anytime you watch it. And uh, there again, if you have not watched this film, I highly recommend it. Go watch it. It's just a, it's a, it's a gem. It's a, it's a, it's a diamond in the rough that needs to be a diamond in the rough. Yeah, as you know, as you know, the Cape Wonders once said. Uh, yes, go watch this film. It's tremendously well done. Uh, minus its little, you know, uh, all of its flaws and all. It's it's still a a beautiful film to watch and just go enjoy it. You can watch it anywhere right now. Just watch it legally. So that brings us to the end of another episode, which means we have to roll for our next one. Let everyone know where we are on the dice. The Muppet movie is at number one. It has had five episodes. So uh, after the next, if it doesn't come up this time, after the next episode, it's going to start growing. Uh, At number two, we've got the Lego Batman movie. It's been on there for twice. After that, at number three, we've got the Swan Princess, also at number two. Uh, We've got Aladdin at number four. It's been on five times. Number five, our new one this week. I've decided to put on there Dragon Ball Z The Dead Zone. Oh, okay. This is a interesting movie. I got you. I'll put it this way. I like the movie for its goofiness, but I am in many ways putting it on this list for the same reason you put the Swan Princess on the list. Oh, (laughs) Because it's got issues. Gotcha. It's got issues. And plus, I need wanted to put another anime on here. Uh, and then at number six, Monsters vs. Aliens. Gotcha. So uh, I rolled... Uh, this was my movie, which means it's your roll. All right. Let's roll that beautiful dice. And we got number three, The Swan Princess. Oh, oh joy. Oh, <laughs> Lord, help us. Uh, oddly enough, I actually uh, discovered this film while uh, uh, listening to The Animation Addicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're another uh, podcast, uh, which heavily inspired me to do The Cellcast. And so if I had never listened to The Animation Addicts, uh, are the rotoscopers probably wouldn't this show wouldn't be here? All right, most likely. So yeah. So if you want to listen to another really really good animation uh, themed show, go check them out. All right, they are really good. All righty. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes. So cut into audio here. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? The same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh boy. So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page, on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, You can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. 
Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.